welcome to Punta Vista episode 176. We're here doing an improv show. We don't want to be here, and you don't want to be here. It's <laughs> unclear who's ever enjoyed either part of this, but we've insisted on doing this show and invited you and made you feel guilty enough to show up. On the stage is the most visibly nervous man you've ever seen, wearing a black turtleneck and just dripping a mountain of sweat from every part of his body. Theo, why did you join an improv troupe? Um, okay, so I kind of got sucked in uh, to coming along to a UCB show, <laughs> and now I'm $40,000 in debt to UCB. They make you pay to show up for some reason, and I, I figure I have to be here, or else all of that, oh God. Well, all at that least money you're is enjoying yourself. What? All that money is wasted. Uh, and, and no, this is hell. Um, <laughs> this is the worst day of my life. Um and I think it's only going to get worse as the day goes on. I think it is, unfortunately. As I get sweatier, visibly sweatier, um, just taking off all of my clothes <laughs> until I'm unfortunately totally nude. Um, it's the only way I can get cool enough on this stage. Uh, and then I'm just hoping to yes-and my way through. Good stuff. Uh, next to Theo stands a much taller man in a black turtleneck who is just the most visibly high man you've ever seen in your life. Ben, are you enjoying yourself? Oh, the two prompts I just got from the crowd were a homosexual gentleman and a sausage store. Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of comedy coming up. (laughs) Well, in the audience, there's a real piece of shit guy sitting up the back. He's drinking a Heineken or a Corona or something. (laughs) He's been asked to yell out a fun scenario. Andrew, what have you got? Uh, for the record, it's a Heineken, but I also got them to put a slice of lemon in it. <laughs> oh. That is a oh. drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys up on the stage asked for a scenario. Right, get this. You're at a stand-up comedy event. Uh, you on the left, you're wearing a black turtleneck and sweating a lot. You on the right with the beard, uh, much taller, you are also wearing a black turtleneck. Uh, sweating a lot, but not as much as the other guy. Hey, good one, mate. You mm. want to come up here and give it a go? <laughs> yeah. It's not so easy. <laughs> Fucking comedian down here. <laughs> Everyone's a comedian and at stand-up comedy improv night. It's true. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, true of all the people in the, in the audience crowd as well. That's is right. a performer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yell out if you've got any suggestions next time you're at a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> they love that. They love that. Unless it's uh, that, that guy. The fucking... Um, Loosest oh. Aussie bloke guy You saw the oh. video right Yeah it was wild Oh boy Of, of mm. Like Okay so maybe he's got some stuff going on In his personal life That certainly seems to be the case But And I, I apologise if this is problematic I think the stuff in his personal life Is probably the uh, I have sold all of my furniture To pay for shard mm. And look I'm not a doctor I, I, I simply <laughs> couldn't say All I know is that it's very very funny For Uh a comedian, which is objectively sort of one of the softest which professions there is. There, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to try and threaten people. Especially yeah. there's a bit in the video where he he tries to sort of burn the guy by being like, that's because my comedy's over your fucking... But he can't remember the word head. <laughs> <laughs> so he pauses for a little bit. Oh. It's like really comedians is. are so Who calm. is this guy, by the way? Just just for I, I believe his a name crumb is of context. Alex the... Shooter Williamson, I oh think my God, is his that's name. Right. Uh, he is a not good YouTube comedian who does live shows um, and has a, a history of sort of f- flipping out 
at at people in the audience. There was one from I think last year where he like completely tried to destroy this guy for like throwing a beer on the stage, but it turns out it wasn't that guy. Uh, which is great. He's yeah, reflects very well on him. Very good on cool. him, you know. He's giving it a go. He's putting himself out there, and that's the hardest part of creating art, like say a podcast. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we should be kinder to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We are brave. We yeah. are special. We are important. <laughs> Much like that money. comedian, we are true cerebral assassins. <laughs> Up here putting it all out. Was that what they called uh, Brett Brett the Hitman Hart? The cerebral the, assassin? The cerebral assassin? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so. I think it was him. No, that was... Sorry, it was Triple H, the game. Oh, I'm uh, so he sorry. He was the cerebral yeah. assassin. Because right. you never knew when he was going to... Strike you with a sledgehammer. Oh, Cam's going to be real mad at me for getting that wrong. Apologies to a <laughs> listener of the show, friend of the show, Cam. Hmm. So sorry. Very sorry. Uh, so, moving on uh, to the portion of the stand-up show in which we open the newspaper and say, what's going on in here? And people love it. What is podcasting if not improv? <laughs> Really? What? What I was podcasting like- if not me putting on my glasses and opening the newspaper? This is maybe the least <laughs> improvised podcast in the world in the sense that we're largely just reading out articles. <sighs> it's, uh, it is improvised in the sense that, um, you know, I really know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. Yeah. I like to improvise the way that words are pronounced sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we right. Yeah. Novel no, coronavirus. No, <laughs> Andrew, I don't think you can laugh at him for mispronouncing words. No. no. It's just nice for the shoe to be on somebody else's foot, you know? Your foot in this case. Is that <laughs> I don't mind. It can, the, the shoe can go anywhere. Because I think the man the shoe, just loves shoes. The shoe is for kicking. <laughs> hmm. The shoe goes on your foot so that you can kick the other person for saying novel. And when they're dead. Why would I kick you? That's, that sounds really unpleasant. What is the, what is the point of the shoe? I just thought we were helping people get more shoes on feet, you know? I don't actually understand the metaphor at all, I don't think. Do you think it's written by, like, a barefoot is legal person? Like, ah, fuck, shoes on my feet. Disgusting. I'd hate for that to be true of me, (laughs) to be wearing shoes. Maybe it's the barefoot is legal version of, like, egg on my face. Wait, hang on, sorry. When we say the other foot, we're assuming this is from one person's foot to a different person's foot, not that... Your left shoe is now on your right it's foot. It's on someone now, else's foot. Yeah, now I can see where the issue is. Cause is that, that what you're be... picturing? Is this an interperson transfer and, or transfer or an intrapersonal well, transfer? Okay, I, I think if we're going to break it down, and I think will. what's happening will. is, um, <laughs> I think we're going to get to the bottom of this. I think what's happening in this scenario, right, is that we have two people. They're having a disagreement. And that there's one it, shoe between... That much is shoe. obvious, right? Yeah. Uh, they're both lashing out at each other, mainly with their feet. There is one shoe available uh, for somebody to attempt to strike the other with on their foot. And then at some point in the tussle, uh, you know, maybe they've gone to the ground, they're rolling around a bit, they've, they've broken free and come back up again. And the shoe wearer looks down. Fuck. The shoe has been transferred. The shoe so is truly so on I the said. other foot. It's his mm. foot. Why would you want one shoe? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> when? When, <laughs> when do you think this phrase originated? Wait, I don't know. Uh, 
This saying began life as the boot is on the other leg, appearing in print in the mid-19th century. Putting the left shoe on the right foot would, of course, entail considerable discomfort. <laughs> A meaning retained in the metaphor. Oh, like your shoes are on the wrong feet. Yes. Is that what we're... <laughs> this is an intraperson shoe swap, not an interperson shoe swap. Okay. So right. it's so it's you you've really fucked up now. Your yeah. shoes are on wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is the wrongest I've ever gotten. <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you put your shoe on the wrong foot. Uh, Dumbest by thing your you could actions. do in the nineteenth century. Mm-hmm. Fool's errand. <laughs> My God. Odds well. you'd never fall for that. Well, that's right. Absolutely Glad we got that ridiculous. covered. And that's sort of the improv style that we do on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, in the audience, anybody shout out an idiom? <laughs> Just, uh, do you want some idiots who have no idea what they're talking about to try and guess what it means, <laughs> and then maybe look it up three episodes later? Oh boy, what is a petard anyway? Oh, let's not get back on the petard watch. Uh, instead, we're going to figure out whatever this is. Um, we don't have a title or a theme for this. Uh, it's been denoted in the show notes by a series of question marks. Yep. Um, you can't make question marks up a case, but I feel like if you could, Ben would have done that. Yeah, they're alarmed question marks, certainly. Mm. Could have hit it with a Interrobang. Yeah, yep. the single character Interrobang even. So, uh, you know, in the absence of having any kind of theme for that, we're just going to have to refer to it as... Um, what have we got here? Totally unacceptable sex doll incident corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that kind of covers it. Might we'll get a lot of use later. out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if it ever comes back up. This is uh, from the ABC. We were going to talk about this last week, but Lucy was not available. Oh, we had so to make sure important. she was here for this. Thank you so much. From the ABC, Malakuta College investigated after, quote, Totally unacceptable sex doll incident. Oh, that's good. It's in the title. On mock-up day. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, straight away. we got to say what mock-up day is, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, so, Lucy, yeah. did you did you go to a school with a mock-up day? I did, and then they cancelled it the year after us. So. <laughs> Doesn't, like, everyone claim that that happened at their school, right? It, that they're they like, oh, they we were the last, last one. Like it did actually happen. It's so bad. They cancelled it's like uh, it's like every year, you know, a, a teacher says, you know, I don't say this to every year, but you kids are the best year. Best year. And, yeah, except uh, it's, uh, I don't say this every year, but you guys fucked up the toilet so much that we're never doing my cup day again. <laughs> I don't say this every year, but you are all going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> So, who wants to explain muck-up day? All right. So, muck-up day is like, what is it? The last day of year 12 of high school where you get dressed up in costumes and just do oh. a bunch of stupid shit? We did not have what a costume element no. to ours. No costumes. Whatsoever, no. This what might be some sort then? of fancy pants Victorian thing that I'm not familiar with. Oh, yeah. The fun we, part is the costumes. We just got to like 2 p.m. on the last day and the teachers went, oh, fuck it. Just go. And so we all got in uh, my uh, dad's Hyundai Excel. I think mm. I was in the boot and someone else was driving <laughs> for some reason. Uh, drove to the beach and then all ran in naked. Oh, huh. we did that except we kept our uniforms on. There was no nudity involved. Mm. You should try with the nudity. Yeah, they do things different in Mackay, don't they? Mm. <laughs> uh, we basically just like... So it's like you get 
they can't really do anything to you. So it's been sort of... They pretend that it's on purpose that they let kids just sort of fuck the school up a little bit. We... Like throw know. water balloons and shit, right? Yeah. 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 We threw all of, like, every other grade of kids' bags on the roof. That was fun. <laughs> uh, I Piece think shit. a bunch of other kids, not me, spray-painted a bunch of teachers' cars. Uh, that, that also fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, like, it's weird Gee, depending what? on... That's, <laughs> like, I think that it is, depends on the school. It depends a lot on the school. Wildly expensive vandalism. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well. a, couple of, a couple of kids uh, did an armed hold-up of bank down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and we were only the second worst high school in Harvey Bay, so who knows what those other kids did. Yeah, uh, ours was nowhere near that wild. Yeah, it really depends on your school, I think. There's a lot of latitude there, but sometimes, you know, it's people are doing pranks... Sometimes it's people actively damaging the school. It could go either way. And given that it's Australia, it is often a blackface occasion. Mm, of that again. Not no for costume a while. Element, no pageantry. Definitely in the past. Well, it's probably good that Queensland was not doing the costumes because you know mm. what it'd be. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't really have a remembrance of any particular muck-up day type thing, but I, I suspect that that's probably another artifact of like going to school in the ACT. Uh, because they sort of get to year 10 and then you finish like high school and then you have year 11 and 12 at, at a college. Yeah, like college or whatever. So Freak. so I think... What? What? Yeah, what the fuck is this? Yeah, really? it's wild shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we don't have like high school that goes until year 12. Huh. Uh, that just stops and then you go somewhere else. So... So I think that that sort of that kind of fucks with a bunch of those things, like um, having that whole "Hey, I've been going to high school and it's all the way through to the end of this, and then I'm leaving and going to university." Uh, and so now we'll all do a big thing at the end of that. Whereas, like at the end of year twelve, you'd only been going to that school for two years anyway. You know, that is wild. That is yeah. very strange. Um, I I feel like there was you know a bit of. Somebody throwing some water balloons, kind of thing. But uh, my only remembrance of it was was them being uh, teachers being like, "Yeah, you know, you can kind of throw some water balloons and stuff, but uh, but seriously, don't actually, don't actually fuck anything up." Right. We're serious. You so know? no sex doll <laughs> incidents for you. No, very few. Um, unrelated to school. <clears throat> Victorian education officials are investigating after primary school children saw teachers and older students with an inflatable sex doll during a regional school's mug up day celebration. And just yeah, to celebrate like just in case we hadn't really like been clear when we were describing it before, this is generally something that the te- like the, the students do, right? Yes. The, the students muck up. Yeah. It's well and, yeah. and like like you were describing, there's this kind of there's this kind of tension between like like you guys were saying, on one hand, it's not like endorsed by the school, but they're also sort of aware to an extent that it's going to happen. I think for them, ideally, if they can kind of help to channel it. It's into like a purge scenario almost. Yeah. yeah, into specific kind of things. Like, I'm sure that no teacher is like... Uh, Oh yeah, I knew they'd be spray painting all of our cars today, but I still drove to work. You know, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, sure. No one was too happy with that. Um, I think, yeah, I think there is like a bit of a an awareness of the teachers that, like, well, we know you're going to do this, but try not to go to absolutely psycho. Normally, the teacher is not like, let me blow that thing up for you. Yeah. 
The Department of Education and Training has appointed an external law firm to investigate the end-of-year celebrations for Year 12 students at Malakuta College, about 600 kilometres east of Melbourne. It is. It is Victorian perverts. At the school's mark-up day on November 6th, it is alleged a student bought a female sex doll to the school. The school has primary and secondary students aged from 5 to 18 years. Well, then there's your mistake. Come on. (laughs) Get some separation in there, you know? The ABC understands several teachers, including the principal, were seen by many primary school students as young as five with the doll during the school's 55-minute lunch break. Well, they've got to learn sometime. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> including How did you the learn? principal. <laughs> so good. Sources said the blow-up female doll had visible genitals. <laughs> That's mm. such a... <laughs> that's so, that's Very so, graphic. It's so vivid. <laughs> I don't know if I would describe what... Like a blow-up doll. Is yeah, like, I don't know if I would describe those as genitals. Like no. Flaps at a push. <laughs> they're sort of more outlets than anything yeah. else. Specific hole. Sockets. It's just yeah. a hole. Like. <laughs> Aren't they oh, all? Boy. Uh, visible genitals and was tied to a pole during lunch break. And had water and ice thrown on it. Bizarre, Why are you doing this? Behavior. This is like some fucking uh, Lord of the Flies shit now. Why <laughs> are you doing that to the sex doll? This poor sex doll. Uh, the sources said students and at least one teacher rode on top of the sex doll down a children's slide. <laughs> and a female name was given to the doll. Now, they have not... Included in the article. That's so the, upsetting. I want to know the name so bad. I really <laughs> want to know the name. I'm, I'm going to guess like maybe Tina. Oh, I was going to say Tina. Oh, yeah. What? Lord. Why have you both gone for Tina? It just, just seems right. It feels right. Okay. Right. That's insanely specific. Not where my brain was going with that, but All right, sure. what, do you, what do you got? I don't know. I was thinking more like a destiny or a chastity oh. or something, you know? Okay. I can't Certainly believe you not both arrived with at those Tina. visible genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tina to you? Who is Tina? Yeah, how has the name Tina specific. become imprinted upon both of your minds? Is this know. some sort of buried yeah. pop culture thing? It's just the vibe this uh, this story gives me. Okay, and if you're a sure. listener who's a Tina, uh, <laughs> let us know how you feel about that. Right, and tell us how it feels. Mailbag at buntavista.com. A picture of school principal Tim Cashmore close to the doll and with young primary school children nearby <laughs> was posted on social media, but later taken down. This is wild. So is this... Okay, so you do the water balloons so that they don't go and throw, like, grenades or Molotov cocktails or whatever at, at each other, right? So it's a, it's a providing one thing to limit the rest. Is this... Is the sex doll thing so that... They can mm-hmm. kind of blow off some steam without just having all of the kids end up in a kind of um, the end of it scenario where they're all just fucking in a sewer. So you're saying this is sort of a noble act to stop a larger, more hideous act of perversion blow off undertaken small, by the principal. That's, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Blow off a small amount of horniness mm-hmm. to stop them from blowing off an even larger amount of horniness into and around each other. Look, right, I know it's so- been said before, but uh, what was the deal with that scene from it? <laughs> Pretty weird. Pretty weird. And Very I haven't seen the movie, but uh, didn't make it into the movie. I'm guessing. I don't think they put that one into didn't the put film. That, the the preteen orgy. Hmm. Good call. I believe this. I believe <laughs> this is one of the. I believe this is one of the few this. things where Stephen King has, on record, said, "Yeah, I probably wouldn't write that again." 
<laughs> Imagine if he didn't, and he had like a, you know, he's always been like, oh, the sign, the shining sucked, and I'm going to make a better shining. If he took that stance with the it movie, <laughs> just they cut too many things about the book, uh, namely the preteen orgy in the sewer. Uh, mine's going to be three hours long. Two and a half hours of that is the orgy. I've actually taken the alien clown out of it, uh, and now it is just <laughs> preteen orgy. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. fit it in. Releasing a releasing a new 2020 edition of the book in which he has inserted five more orgies. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's a prologue, long orgy in that. Mm-hmm. So, um, a parent who did not want to be named told the ABC the young child. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, this is awful. This Read is it. pretty bad. I just tried to take my glasses off and they weren't even on my face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, oh, imagine your child coming home and being like, hey, mum. Mama. <laughs> so, so, a parent who did not want to be named told the ABC that a young child had described the naked female name redacted doll to them <laughs> in detail, saying the doll had, quote, a lot of holes and lipstick. Imagine hearing your child saying that and having to be like, yep, that's a sex doll they're talking about. Yeah, those are sex holes. Okay, but also, how many holes? Yeah, what are a lot it of holes? It can't be upwards of like three, sure. Hard maximum at three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. And I'm saying you're probably getting two. I'm thinking two. Three yeah, seems bit of, really bit of value engineering. So maybe this child needs a bigger imagination. <laughs> <laughs> there was so many holes. No, it's not. It was two. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, a lot of holes and lipstick. The parents said they were, quote, aghast and disgusted by the use of the sex doll in front of young children. Another parent said their primary school child told a teacher on the day that they needed to put clothes on the doll before the prep students saw it. What a... Oh. What an angel. What, what a precocious a... young child. <laughs> oh. You maybe want Please. to chuck a shirt on that bad boy? It's fine to me, a uh, <laughs> practically ancient... Six-year-old, uh, but perhaps the four-year-olds will see this. I'm begging you to to put a dress on Tina. You know. Oh my goodness! So my my kids are five and seven, and like, and they don't know what sex holes are. I'm assuming. No. Oh, Maeve asked me today. She's like, "Has mummy ever touched your penis?" Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> I said, "Yes." Not since what we were like, married. Yeah. <laughs> um like it's it's always it's always a bit weird cuz um you know you don't want to you don't want to have kids and suddenly become like an extremely weird uh, puritan about everything. Mm, true. Um but you also there're also some things where you just like come on man. We're like people, you know, out in public doing stuff in front of your kids and you're like what are you doing? Mm. Come on. Uh I feel like you like, should reserve the right to be able to say in response up until they're about 12. Yeah. And then you can start giving them a yes or a no or a what have you. Well, we, look, we have been honest and we have explained to our children that we have had sex. That's, hmm. that's And then they're like, okay, so far so good. Yep. One question. <laughs> <laughs> How many holes should the plastic lady at school have? Mm. Um, maximum three. So, so yeah, I guess I guess my point is that like um, there's 
plenty of things that I see where people get themselves in a in a big knot about something like some teens have done or whatever, and I'm like, calm down. They're just teenagers being dickheads, you know. No reason to get extremely pent up about it. Um, I can't imagine one of my kids coming home and being like, I'm scarred. I'm scarred by seeing the, vis- the visible genitals of the inflatable lady. Are you saying that your children are psychically stronger than the children at Malakuta whatever school? Number one, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I, guess, I guess I'm just thinking out loud about like how would I feel if I was sent an email by the school saying we have some, some bad news that we have to address about the school. A blow-up doll was cited. By young children. Um, But I also think it's not unreasonable to say, hey, principal of the school, perhaps do not ride the naked blow-up doll down the slide in front of the prep kids. You know? Yeah. I don't think that's unreasonable. Maybe they're doing things differently down in Malakuta, you know? It's (laughs) very remote out there. They all in a small town. Almost got, like, leveled by the bushfires... Uh, yeah, let the principal let loose a little. Let a little bit of steam <laughs> off. <laughs> I also think maybe that um, you know how teenagers are terrifying. Yeah, like especially like year twelve kids, scary. They're scary as shit. I think maybe he just wanted to impress them. He's like, oh god, I can't let these. I can't show weakness in front of these kids. Yeah, I'm. I'm cool. I actually love this sex doll that you've brought to this combined primary and secondary school and I would love to ride it down the slide because I'm like a cool principal. Please don't bully me or point out that I'm balding or anything of that nature that would make me cry. I, uh, I turn the sex doll around and sit on it backwards before I ride it down the slide <laughs> so everyone knows that I'm cool. Oh boy. Uh, the students' parents were alerted to the mock-up day activities five days later when a letter signed by both Mr. Cashmore and the school council president, Danny Morris, was sent out. It is understood the department received at least 15 complaints from unhappy parents demanding answers. On Monday, staff were told by senior departmental staff an inquiry was being held into the matter by a law firm and that Mr. Cashmore was taking leave. School council member and parent Kate Tregalis said despite the letter to parents being co-signed by the council president, she knew nothing about it. Cool. All right. Uh... Quote, I got a lot of texts, emails, and phone calls from parents saying, what the hell is going on at the school, she said. And I said, well, actually, we don't know. <laughs> Which is a cool thing to, cool to thing kind to of hear. say about the school. Hmm? A sex doll? Where? <laughs> oh, the school? <laughs> Haven't heard of it. <laughs> I can't help you. I can't be held responsible for that, as I simply have no idea what's happening at the school. The letter seen by the ABC stated that an unknown student, mystery student, bought an unacceptable, sorry, an inappropriate item to school, and this was totally unacceptable. We've spoken to the whole year 12 about this incident to ensure they understand why it is wrong, the letter said. Yes, I'm sure everybody was very convinced after seeing the principal and teachers uh, and year 12 students <laughs> riding the blow-up doll around school before fucking tying it to a pole and hosing it. Maybe probably, is- probably doing the happy Gilmore uh, hose between the legs. It's like a great <laughs> lesson for them in like the fallibility of adults. You know, you're sort of like, oh, adults know what they're doing. They're the authority. They're in charge of things. You're just like... <laughs> <laughs> These guys just fucked up their own careers because they got swept up in muck-up day. <laughs> Those fucking idiots. Has has anybody else ever had an experience uh, at school with, like, a teacher, usually a cool teacher, 
where they've done something and everyone was like, pretty cool. And then later on, the school is like, yeah, they don't work here anymore. Uh, kind of, except minus the pretty cool thing. I'm pretty certain our year 10 chemistry teacher um, accidentally killed a kid in a car. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's she not went, cool uh, at all. No, <laughs> cool. that's not what I'm talking about. But that's... definitely the second part where they're like, she doesn't work here for a little while. Are you talking about like running a kid over? Or? Oh, I, I assume so. She was just gone. That's like... That's a uh, lot more grim Jesus. than the kind of thing I was Sorry. talking oh. about. I was going to say my year 10 graphics teacher got caught selling weed to students. but That's cool. Yours is That's good what too. I'm talking That's about. Cool. Much cool. <laughs> I think That's so what I'm talking about. Comfortably in between those two. Uh, <laughs> well, halfway. <laughs> one of our, like, like for, it was like her first year teaching drama students uh, had been sleeping with one of the year 12 students. Everyone was <gasps> like, like we, because he was in my grade and we like knew him. We're like, <laughs> nice work, bro. And then... Yeah, now she it's was like, fired. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and we're like, wait a second, that's Hang insanely on. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's you're, very, you're very a bad. Child in her eyes. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty fucking messed up. Oh goodness. I, well, I remember reading something a while ago. I can't remember what where it was, but it was about how there's like um, particularly at boarding schools and stuff with like tutors who are, you know, kind of a couple of years older than the other kids, all that kind of thing. That there's just lots of lots of those sorts of environments where it's just this kind of open secret that like the tutors and teachers and stuff just a lot of the time get into relationships with stu- like students who are still going to those places and that it's just like in a lot of places still very normalized pretty weird which is crazy mm. just go to an adult bar mm. yeah you yeah. can yep. meet adults all over the place my recommendation so is if, if you're an adult you should have sex with adults and I'm sorry if that's controversial. Controversial take, but sure. Real stickler for the rules, this mm. guy. <laughs> I remember a music teacher in high school who was pretty weird. Um, she was like, oh, yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been electrocuted by the power supplies at the back of these keyboards so many times. Um, and oh. then at some point, she, there, there was like, you know, a class that she had and she was like, hey, let's just get out of here. And like, you know, hey, let's let's just get in our car and drive. <laughs> let's just break break the shackles of thought conformity at a school and go somewhere that's not the school for this class. And uh, the school's like, you absolutely can't do that, lady. Get out of here. So, uh, yeah, she went from being the cool free spirit music teacher to... Just oh, a cool free spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Free to drift from place to place like a tumbleweed, you know? My goodness. Speaking of uh, drifting around like a tumbleweed, sometimes you hear a yawning, whistling wind in the distance blowing something around in a big, empty space. And sometimes that empty space is the cranial cavity of a professional journalist. That brings us to an installation of... uh, It's the Bad Tweet Roundup. <laughs> it's the Bad Tweet Roundup, baby. We haven't used that theme in a while. We haven't. A long time. Yee-haw. Uh, Theo, why don't you try and explain this to the good people at home? So, this is a thread that um, 
It's one of those one of those threads that kind of makes someone immediately the main character of Twitter, or at <laughs> least the main character of Australian Twitter. Uh, it concerns uh, Virginia Trioli, who is a um, anchor person, um, general general ABC kind of um, body in front of the camera on on a few different things, um, and someone someone on. Um, Twitter looped her into this conversation and said, uh, Virginia Trioli does it best. She donkey votes, I think I heard her say once, and then she leaps into correct, not donkey voting, informal voting. I cross out the ballots. Someone asks, is this so that you don't align yourself with any political party or politician? And she helpfully clarifies, yes, it's so I can truly say I don't have a personal interest in the outcome of any election. Uh, As... Some friend of mine always says, I don't care who runs the country, but I care passionately about how it's run. This is incredible. So, hold on. Let's take a a step back for a moment and uh, just say, if you are from the notorious country we all know where voting is not mandatory, um, a donkey vote is when you do have to show up and cast a vote. As part of voting in Australia, if not, you get a fine from the government. Um, so donkey voting is when you show up and just basically, you know, draw draw a big dick or whatever on your ballot, mm-hmm. um, so that it will not be registered as a va- as a valid vote for anybody in particular. But you Except, did show uh, up and say, as the AEC has clarified, if you number all the ballots correctly and then draw a big dick on your ballot, still valid, still valid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's democracy, baby. That's beautiful. So yeah, donkey voting. Or no, is she trying to make a distinction though between donkey voting is when you go in and say, "I'm I'm deliberately like fucking this up so it doesn't get counted," right? What is the difference between donkey donkey voting and informal vote? Donkey voting is specifically like you just write from one through to how many candidates there are in order of where they are from top to bottom. You just number them all sequentially, uh, which I think Australia counts. You would count that, right? But I mean, what if someone? Actually, really did, did want to vote. vote that if that way. was their choice, yeah, I, I assume that's still counted. Yeah. Whereas an informal vote is something that just doesn't indicate any preference. It's right. It's left blank. Um, it's otherwise not. There's no nothing signifying numbers or a pre- preference preferential sequence of of numbers for the preferential voting. So, as she kind of says, she crosses out the ballots and doesn't doesn't indicate a vote. Still submits a, a, a ballot. Which but is, so which is what you have to do. Essentially you have to get your name crossed off the roll and then you have done your thing. So whatever happens after that it. is fine. You can just take your piece of paper and you can just leave it blank and put it in or whatever or you can as she has chosen to do, ceremoniously cross out the thing. I assume looking around to see if anyone has seen her do this so she can smugly be like, it's because I'm a broadcaster. (laughs) And I think there's something like, there's something particularly very ABC about this. Like this is the end state of what we need the ABC to be in Australia because people are obsessed with ABC bias and somehow they found the one person without bias in the entire country. Uh, Just a completely neutral, grey milk, strange person 
It's very odd. Like, I can't even register this sort of emotion, right? Like, it doesn't even... The whole concept doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever to be like, well, they're all going to do a good job, so as long <laughs> as they have fun, I'm, I'm well, happy. I, it's such a- as somebody who fronts <laughs> a national news program. It's fucking insane to be like... <sighs> So, what she's trying to say is, so I can truly say I don't have a personal interest in the outcome of any election. Which is a very weird, yeah, very, very weird thing to say. As if the only link between uh, interest is what you have indicated on your ballot, not something like, say, your beliefs, you know? <laughs> like, well, I, I didn't put any numbers on a bit of paper, so obviously I don't care either way, mm. is the craziest thing to do and i and to, simply don't have beliefs so to tell best. people that you do this is absolutely nuts like the whole idea is that it's a secret ballot so no one would know if you're voting in no, the first place you don't have to tell anybody this is just i can't even it's so does she get in there and be like shall i be naughty and have an opinion no not today <laughs> i <Virginia>. mustn't <laughs> the people demand that the i people. am a blank slate People people in the Murdoch media would come and kick down my door if they found that I had any kind of bias whatsoever. However, if I cross out all of the all of the ballots, then they will respect this. this and they will stop attacking our ABC. I assume she's like going into like local council elections being like, hmm. hmm. Alright, so one party's proposing putting in a footbridge here, and I really would it would be nice having that footbridge. You know what? I'm gonna drop a few coconuts on my head until that urge disappears, and then I can truly say I have no interest in the election. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for them just as equally as I'm gonna vote for the Make Children Radioactive Party. <laughs> it's strange kinda... that they got on the ballot, but it kind of makes me think of, um, you know, some of the stuff that we often say about, like, the, the Labour Party going, oh, I, I need to make sure that, you know, right-wing people don't criticise me for doing X, Y, and Z, so I, yeah. will, I will try and move over to them. And lo and behold, very right-wing conservative people are still like, you guys are disgusting Marxist communists. Yeah, it it's doesn't like, cool. change anything. Yeah, whatever the fuck you were going to do. And this, this to me is kind of analogous to that in that it's, like you're saying, it's clearly being done under some ridiculous pretense of being able to say, quote, I can truly say I don't have a personal interest in the outcome of any election. And like... Did, Wouldn't that be is, nice? Well, but, but also, isn't it... Isn't it absurd to basically say, oh, because I am a journalist, I have also given away, like, any of my rights, any of my most fundamental rights in a democracy as a citizen of this country. I'm, I'm and, not and allowed also, to have those rights in order to maintain the appearance of impartiality, because that's, it's still all it is. And also the, the concept that a journalist cannot pick a side, right? To, to find... To have a look at, at you know the what, what's going on, what, what's been you know um, happening in any particular scenario, and go, hey, this is bad and this is good, right? Like the concept that they just have to have news pass through them like water in a causeway, right? Like that they cannot have any belief about it, they can't have any opinion about it. Their job is to get in front of the camera and say, next on the news. A thing happened, right? Like, mm. like that. There is no value judgment whatsoever, and this is the problem with, I believe, the the mainstream 
um, news or a lot of mainstream news in Australia is that there's quite a lot of uh, sensible, reasonable people taking this approach and, and trying to have no opinion whatsoever apart from just, you know, quote-unquote, uh, reporting the facts. And then you have the Herald Sun, which is just like, well, Dan Andrews was pictured today fucking a donkey. <laughs> um, you know, they don't care. They don't give a shit, right? Like, and in the end, the Herald Sun's going to win in this in this thing. Like, your, your weird hill to die on will just mean that you died on that hill. That's it. Like, you've just, like Andrew said, thrown away your... Uh, Democratic um, rights and ability. It's just bizarre. Just galaxy brain to the point where the different sides of the expanding galaxy brain are blue shifting and red shifting because they're traveling so far, <laughs> so fast from one another. Absolutely bizarre. And yeah, I, I agree with you, Theo. I think it's, um, I think it's very very similar to just that kind of thing of like oh we're so desperate to not be seen to have any you know have any biases or anything that you wind up like accidentally wheeling yourself into this zone of oh well i can't actually make any kind of statement on anything yeah can't make any pronouncement on whether or not i think something is good or bad or something serves a healthy democracy well or anything because i have to be at a remove and all that seems to wind up doing with the ABC is just make them say, oh, we'd better interview Steve Bannon again. We better put Steve Bannon on TV. He has to say. And we'd better, we'd better still have like, um, I mean, you know, we all thought that was ridiculous at the time when Sarah Ferguson from Four Corners interviewed <laughs> Steve Bannon and posted a, a picture of herself. Buddy just buddying it up out. with him. Mm, just hanging out. On Twitter being like, there's nothing wrong with this photo. I Everyone's feel like, like they're sure Hearing was. the other side. <laughs> Got to hear him out, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. And of course, like, uh, you know, Steve Bannon's now been banned from his, uh, banned from YouTube for saying that they should be beheading journalists in the US. Uh, all very cool. And, you know, that made some people say to Sarah Ferguson, so you still think that that interview is a good idea, giving him mm. a platform in one of Australia's most trusted journalistic outlets? And she was like, yes. Yes. Absolutely. It was an important conversation to have. Because like- he was influential to Donald Trump, therefore it is, it is of interest. Yeah. It is news, you know? But she probably didn't have any feelings about it, and that's what counts, you know? That's right. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. Real pile of shit. Speaking of yep, a real pile is. of shit. <laughs> S- 
Speaking of a real pile of shit, that brings us to this week's... This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. Has this ever happened to you? You ever been working remotely all year because of a little pandemic? Could be real. Maybe it's not. I don't have opinions on anything. No, no value. <laughs> we, we don't take a value judgment as to the novel coronavirus. Oh, boy. Uh, is it bad? Is it good? Well, let's a lot of people work from home, so who's to say? <laughs> is it bad? Is it good? Is it real? Is it not? Mm. No Next one Next up could on say. ABC, <laughs> we found Himmler in his Argentinian <laughs> condo. <laughs> so, uh, this is from the Hackensack Daily Voice. A Hackensack school board member who made national headlines by opposing an LGBTC curriculum has resigned after an embarrassing incident during a Zoom meeting. Oh, we love embarrassing Zoom meeting incidents. It's How not like there's been another this? one recently. How do people keep doing this? I don't know. I like it, though. Francis <laughs> Kogelger? Sure. Sure. Didn't realize she'd left her laptop camera on when she took her laptop with her while going to the bathroom during the public comments section of a board meeting Monday night. <laughs> Nearly 150 participants, including students, apparently saw Kogelja relieve herself. <laughs> this is... Oh, I have so many questions about this. All right. So, before, before we move on any further, um, Lucy, can you take a look at the picture the that somebody took? The image of the woman? Oh, is there a picture that someone took of the incident? Yes. Mm, further down. Scroll down a little. Scroll on down. You want to try, try and describe... The scenario for us here. <laughs> oh, that's not what I expected at all. I thought she was holding the laptop on her lap. Somehow it's worse, right? Much, it's way much worse. worse. Mm. She is. The laptop is clearly somewhat away, directed completely at her ass on the toilet. Yeah. So not not her face. So she probably can't even see the screen properly. No, she's nowhere near the screen. You can see the bottom half of her body with her butt out. Doing a number two on the toilet. It's it is honestly like she was trying to get the perfect framing of taking yes. a shit because because mm. the the things that are in frame is the whole toilet mm-hmm. and her from hip to ankle. Yep. Uh, and she and there the she is. The ankle being the naughtiest part of the body, of course. That mm. is right. No longer thinking that this is an accident. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, bit of ankle, mm. but mm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, she really is just blasting out of shit in front of 150 people. Uh, mic on, camera on. No one immediately said anything when she returned from her trip to the toilet. Yeah, I mean, what do you say? Like, hey, um, taking a shit there, or what you up to? What you doing there? What you doing? Working hard or hardly shitting? <laughs> yep, what? that's probably the perfect thing to say to let them know. <laughs> a short time later, Vice President Scott James Vickery reportedly told Kogelja, you need to go. We're here trying to get work done while you're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> and I feel like that's them attempting to do a zinger where really you could just say, we all saw you take a big shit. Mm. You don't really yeah. need to try and make it in the cadence of a burn. You can just say what happened. You could have said, hey... Remember how you took a shit a minute ago? And she'd be like, what? <laughs> Pardon? And you're like, exactly. 
That's it. That's all you got to do. Because this is just wild. I feel like whenever I'm finished with any kind of Zoom meeting, I feel like my camera's on for the next 10 minutes. I'm like double checking. I'm like closing my laptop, you know? You're like throwing your laptop outside so you can fart. That's right. The key is like two minutes in go, oh, uh, sorry guys, my, my, my video camera's on the fritz. It's not really... Must be my bandwidth or something. So yeah, bad just connection. Not it just, and it just turns off. I don't have a webcam, you know? Uh, you <laughs> oh, no, that. Oh, that was a funny background I chose. <laughs> a funny background I chose on, on Zoom. But just the thought of taking it to the toilet and not immediately being like, fuck, I really hope my video camera isn't on right now, you know? Yeah. I wonder what that funny little light on the top of my screen means. Oh, well. <laughs> Time to let her rip. <laughs> <laughs> what what gets me with the several uh, well publicized incidents like this that there have been recently, right? Is that I've seen some people trying to like defend it in various forms by saying, "Oh, you know, the the blurring lines between mm. home and work with everybody working remotely and all that sort everybody of stuff." Everybody has jacked off during a project meeting before. We don't need to get weird about I don't it. To get that far in, well, I guess my my point is though is that people. People are sort of act as, act as though something has really fundamentally changed in the world. When I think that the reality is that one one thing that is still the same, whether you're working remotely or you're working from home, uh, sorry, whether you're working in an office, is that if you need to powerfully take a shit, you say, "I need to excuse myself. I'll be back yep. in a few minutes. I got to go drop some kids and off at you, school." You walk the fuck out of the room. That's right. And you go to either the bathroom in your house or your workplace. And you do that in a closed space with a toilet in it. And then you just come back. Like, I've seen people acting as though, like, if, if you're working, if you're working, like, an eight-hour day in an office and you're in, like, a two-hour-long meeting, that you can't use the toilet or something? If you work yeah. in an office where... You're allowed to go to the toilet. You're a grown-up. by the way. You're a grown-up. You're you a grown-up. leave. You don't have to put your hand up or anything. You go to the toilet. You just you stand up and you say, excuse me, and you walk out of the room. I've got a shit to take. Hey. Mm. Hey. This shit isn't going to take itself. You see all this uh, <laughs> You see all this perspiration on my brow? That's a sign. I got to go take a shit. Like, yeah, it's, it's very weird to me that people act as though some, some sort of rule has fundamentally changed and you can no longer just excuse yourself for a few minutes. Like a fucking adult. If you work in a corporate environment... And you have some sort of weird deal where you're not allowed to excuse yourself and go to the bathroom during like a two hour long meeting. Write into the show, mailbag at buntavista.com and explain to me what the fuck is going on in your workplace. Mm. Um, I would love to know. I'm sure that there are, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of different kinds of workplaces out there. I'm sure that there are a lot of people who work in like service roles, um, a lot of retail places where you would just have... Very uncool bosses, very controlling, very set amounts of time that you were able to take breaks for and that sort yep, of stuff. You're understaffed, all that kind of yep, stuff. Yeah, all that kind of thing. Really sucks. I've been working in offices for over a decade and they've all been exactly the same, which is if you need to take a shit, you go to the bathroom and you take a shit. That's it. If you've got something, stuff. If you've got something weird going on that I don't know about, please write into the show and explain... <laughs> Explain the bathroom totalitarianism that is happening in your office. BOE President Lancelot Powell later said that Kogelja, 
couldn't be removed because she was an elected official. We can't make her resign, he reportedly said. None of us can kick off a board member. Oh, Early God, Tuesday she has afternoon. diplomatic Im- immunity. <laughs> <laughs> diplomatic immunity. Uh, early Tuesday afternoon, the board announced that the trustees have received a letter of resignation from Mrs. Francis Code-Gelger, effective November 24th, 2020. The remaining trustees must fill the vacancy within 65 days under state law. Uh, so she made headlines and drew widespread condemnation last year when she called new state laws that require teaching about LGBTQ history, quote, repugnant. Ah, oh, well, fuck you then. Fuck you, Francis. <laughs> Quote, I have every right as a parent to not have my child participate in something that I do not think is suitable as part of a public school curriculum, she said at the time, like a dick. <laughs> I believe conversations having to do with sexuality should be had at home between parents and their children, mm. which means mm-hmm. I believe no one should talk to my kid about sexuality <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah what, what you, conversations are you having with your child about sexuality? Don't. Don't. Don't have one. <laughs> I want my kids to have normal education about sex, which is that I don't say anything to them until they're leaving school at the age of 18 and they see their principal mm-hmm. take out a blow-up doll, mm-hmm. lustily mm-hmm. ride it around the playground, and then, you know, hopefully some of that soaks in. I want my children to find out about gay people the normal way by accidentally catching an episode of Will and Grace while I wasn't around to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, So, people already did not like this lady and already wanted her to resign. Um, Apparently, saying that sort of horrible shit uh, loudly and publicly wasn't embarrassing, but taking a big shit in front of 150 staff and students, that was embarrassing enough for her. That was the line. We found the line. It's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Imagine if she was like your personal enemy. What? You must be feeling so good right now. It'd be like, not only to see her humiliated but on camera taking a shit uh and then having to quit over it god you'd be riding like <laughs> 2020 terrible year this Perfect maybe on reflection up. not so not so bad <laughs> can i just um draw your uh, attention to a little detail on the photo that we've got there mm-hmm. if you look down at the bottom left of that image there's a little little photo credit there so this is the image uh I took this from a news story, uh, and they have credited it as copyright Hackensack School District. Mm. So the school dris- district itself, someone has taken a photo of the call, been like, here is this woman shitting on the toilet. Uh, let's release that photo of the media. Obviously, yeah. they've blurred everything. Her face isn't visible in the image or whatever. But like, to have the school district just be like, oh, no, we... We showed everyone the photo. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So I does the media see everyone's like face? <laughs> uh, well, Lancelot's having a good time. So Lancelot, Lancelot is sort looking... of another member of the board, uh, looking very curiously down, yeah. as if he's sort of like on the um, celebrity head sort of thing, looking down to two stalls <laughs> at. That is what he looks person like. <laughs> underneath, uh, taking a big shit. He looks but yeah, like intrigued, but somewhat. <laughs> Hmm. Amused, I would say almost. <laughs> There's a little hint of a smile there. Yeah, I think Lancelot's. Uh, this is probably the best thing that happened to him all day. Mm. Yeah. But like you said, Ben, do you think the media called them and be like, "Ah, oh, you know, blah, 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 we don't really have confirmation." Uh, oh, confirmation I got it. I got about it. seeing an image. <laughs> oh, you guys don't have an image. Oh, we've got an image. Do you want? Yeah, no, no. You can print. No, it's fine to print. Absolutely fine. Um, we won't even censor it for you. You can do that if you want, but. Oh, it's so She's beautiful. She's got her whole ass hanging out. It's so good. 
The like censoring it. on it's so pink. <laughs> yep, probably unavoidable. Yeah. It's all skin tones. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a few minutes left uh, mm. on the old show before we got to get out of here. So let's quickly take a little trip to Kyrgyzstan Corner. And that's where the Kyrgyzstan <laughs> Corner theme song cuts in. Yep. And now, there we go. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, we just wanted to take a moment to celebrate Puntavisa becoming the fourth most popular news podcast in Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> uh, officially, the Kyrgyz Republic. And that is on the, on the iTunes store, I believe. Uh, so, Kyrgyzstan, of course, is a landlocked country in Central Asia that is bordered by Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, and China. And if you're listening from Kyrgyzstan, please write into the show. Yeah, I guess at least one person whose IP address is genuinely from Kyrgyzstan, uh, you're not using some weird proxy that goes through there. Uh, if that is you, holy fuck, write into us. <laughs> Ma- mailbag at buntavista.com. We desperately want to hear what's going on. If you have some sort of proof of the fact that you live in Kyrgyzstan, we will send you a shirt. Uh, that well. says, I listen to Punta Vista and I live in the Kyrgyz Republic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we'd, better, we'd better do a, a Kyrgyzstan corner update in here. So this is from the news agency 24KG, which I mistakenly thought was a wait. <laughs> National football team of Kyrgyzstan retains 96th place in FIFA ranking. <laughs> That's good. So just one above Australia. <laughs> <laughs> The national football team of Kyrgyzstan takes the 96th place in the updated FIFA ranking. There are 210 teams on the list. Oh, that's not so bad. Top, oh. top half. That's better than median. Yeah. Top half. That's true. <laughs> the top three are Belgium, France, and Brazil. Belgium. Perverts. Uh, they did give us Jean-Claude Van Damme, though. So, hmm. you know, the old muscles from Brussels. Right? <laughs> that's true. They're followed by England, Portugal, Spain... And other teams. Other teams. <laughs> yep. Yep. The Russian national team moves five lines down and takes the 39th place. The national team of Kyrgyzstan has 1,240 points. And they deserve every one of them. You know? sure do. Matches with participation of the national team are not held due to coronavirus pandemic. Qualification for the World Cup 2022 and Asian Cup 2023, in which Kyrgyzstanis will participate are among the postponed tournaments. Well, that's sad. I wish them all the best. Well, yeah, we do. Good luck to Kyrgyzstan in the games they can't play for another couple of years because of the coronavirus. I've heard I, that there is uh, some political unrest happening in I Kyrgyzstan. I think they're trying to write their first constitution, um, and it's not going well. There's a whole lot of shit happening. I've spent a lot of time reading um, different bits of news about the Kyrgyz Republic at the moment. Uh, I was trying to find the right story, you know. doesn't seem like things are going well there. No, I agree. Um, I was also interested in uh, reading a bit about uh, Sadia Japarov, who is their prime minister currently, uh, because his very, very sudden and meteoric rise to power uh, seemed... Very strange. I believe it took about 10 days of him being known nationally to take over the country. So, uh, I might do a bit of reading on that. Maybe we could have a more more in-depth Kyrgyzstan corner That'd next be great. Week. Can't say I have any idea what you're talking about. So. Yep. Well, maybe, well, maybe we you can, will. Maybe, maybe you will I'll read week. a book. Where we can get ourselves up to the third most popular news podcast in the Kyrgyz Republic. Ooh, Let's hope yeah. so. 
Beautiful. Uh, before we get out of here, Ben. Hi. Do yep. you have either of the following for our listeners? Do you have a crime pass? Or do you perhaps have some type of positive affirmation for our listeners? Oh, no, they no don't have to be linked. They don't have that, to be linked. That well is tap dry. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, it's been a long week. Uh, the crime pass for this week is uh, you can just sort of add addendums to the potential Kyrgyz Republic constitution mm-hmm. um, and just sort of slip them all in there unnoticed. And that's not a crime. Ideally, put one in, uh, mention yourself by name, and make very clear that you get a PS5. Oh, that's a good one. That's a smart one. And we're not going to tell you what you're going to put in the Constitution, but that is, if you are going to do one, that's pretty good. I was reading please, a story Please don't about, do anything, like, racist or awful. We, oh, I mean, it's a crime pass. We can't really tell them what to do no, with it. I guess, um, guess you're right. I was reading one where they are considering putting in uh, a right to a burial in the Constitution, okay. that you, if you die, you will automatically... You're guaranteed, if you don't already have one, a plot to be buried in. And apparently, that's upsetting a lot of people. Huh. Because what's next? They're going to bulldoze people's homes so you can be buried? Come on. That'd be pretty cool. It's probably a very sensitive issue. I don't really know anything about it. But anyway, I just slipped something into the Kyrgyz Republic Constitution. Um, mailbag at com. Let us know what you're putting in there. And uh, how you plan to slip it in. It's sort of national treasure style... Adventure to steal and edit and replace the Constitution. Oh, no, I've got a letter here saying that under eminent domain, my house is being seized and turned into a mausoleum. You hate to say it. (laughs) Well, that's it for us, folks. Uh, Thank you to our many listeners around the world, specifically those in Kyrgyzstan. We appreciate you. We appreciate you the most. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.